Did you catch the chaotic episode of NXT last night? What are your thoughts on In Your House? It's just 11 days away, and WWE has announced most of the matches. I'm Ryan Joy, and I run MinutesToBellTime.com, a website, database, tracking pro wrestling from around the world. On today's show, we're talking about In Your House. Do we think they're adding more matches? Do we think Karrion Cross is going to steamroll the entire roster in his first pay-per-view defense? John Smith is in the house, and this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for June 2nd, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit in pro wrestling news to find you the truth. All right, John, so NXT last night, a lot of news coming out of NXT. Good morning, sir. Yeah, good morning, man. We got a big five-way match coming up at In Your House, huh? I know. I'm like, what are they doing? Let me just bring through the news, and then we'll dive in and, and analyze it all, but... Yeah, John mentioned Karrion Cross versus Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Johnny Gargano versus Pete Dunne. That's going to be your main event on the June 13th in your house. Also, we have L.A. Knight versus Cameron Grimes. And the graphic has Ted DiBiase in the middle. I don't think he's on a – I don't think it's Ted DiBiase on a poll, but we'll get to that. Zia Lee versus Mercedes Martinez. Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon. And it looks like maybe Bronson Reed versus Santos Escobar. They haven't announced that, but it looks like all things are headed there. Plus, Todd Pettengale will be the host. So that is the lineup that we have so far. And, John, let's kick out, let's kick around this carrying cross thing. Is he going to lose the belt here? Because why else do you have a big, huge multi-person match like this? To make him look even stronger, maybe? I don't know, because I feel like... To, to go and beat Finn Balor twice and then just lose it, turn around and lose it right away. He doesn't, at this point, need to be part of the finish. I think it's just a one fall, but I'm right. praying that it's elimination because when it's so many people in a match, I, I really don't like when three guys aren't involved in the finish. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. It would be nice if it was an elimination match, but if not, with all these people in there, are they looking at maybe pulling him up? Are they? Those are the questions I think everybody has to be thinking about as they go into takeover is if cross loses he's got to be getting pulled up that's got to be what the situation is and with all these people he's either going to burn through all his challengers in one match or or they're going to call him up it's when you put it that way it does make a lot of sense that he would lose the title if they are calling him up but i haven't even put any thought into that i thought that carrying cross was going to have this title for a long time, at least till the fall. This is throwing a big wrench into what we all thought was going to happen. We were expecting a one-on-one match. Beyond these four challengers, he could always run back a Champa and maybe Thatcher. He could have matches with them. But I don't think that there's a, a really compelling person outside of this batch that could beat him. Yeah, that's. I, I was thinking that by the time the fall rolled around, they could build up Dexter Lubis enough where it would be him to take it off of him. But uh, yeah, I, do, do they give it to Johnny again? Or, um, are they going to get maybe give Kyle O'Reilly a, a, a couple months with the belt before it goes somewhere else? I don't know. Yeah, it, it is very interesting. But Adam Cole was fiery promo last night. Man, he he just took over the show. We had a nice three-way match that went close to 20 minutes before Adam Cole showed up and destroyed all three of them, and Regal had to have words with him. But, yeah, ultimately, we end up with this five-way match at In Your House, and I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be hard to pick. Yeah, everything that guy does is gold, man. Adam Cole, he just the way he took out the three of them was awesome, and then the, the promo he cut later on in the show 
even better. Anytime he's more involved, it's great. He doesn't need that title, but I like him being around it because the way he treats the title, it, it makes it seem like as special as it should be. It was a very impassioned promo that he cut against Karrion Cross, And I would say that was my favorite Adam Cole speaking segment in a long time, better than any of the Kylo Riley stuff. Yeah, I think he does better in the ring on the mic instead of being in those that interview setting where he's like trying to be a jerk to the guy interviewing him and stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's the big match for TakeOver in your house, but we have a few others on the agenda that I brought up before. LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes, that was announced. It was interesting. Ted DiBiase is obviously at the center of this feud. Yeah, we thought that he was going to be with LA Knight like right off the bat, and now it's like LA Knight has to prove himself, so maybe we do get the marriage that we were all hoping for with him and Cameron Grimes. Yeah. It's, it is an interesting lineup, and as we go through some of these other matches... When you look at the takeovers, maybe the, like the past five or six takeovers, it's like a new batch of people are being involved in this takeover. And maybe that's because there's five guys in the main event, so it opens up spaces elsewhere on the card. LA Knight hasn't really been in a prominent spot on takeover yet. Cameron Grimes has been absent from takeovers for a while. And Zia Lee versus Mercedes Martinez, I don't think they've been on takeover at all. Yeah, I love Zaylee getting some spotlight because I think she's going to end up being the one that takes the belt from Raquel Gonzalez. This was a really interesting video package that they did because last week Mercedes Martinez wrestled her match. The lights went out. She had some mark on her hand, which she was being marked by Tian Shaw, but really didn't understand why or what the situation was. In this video package that they did, they revealed that if you rewind back the clock all the way back to the May Young Classic, which was forever ago, Mercedes beat Zia Lee in like Zia Lee's first match. And Zia Lee, she owed, Mercedes owes Zia Lee <laughs> something there. So I guess that's why they're promoting this match. But very interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a hard-hitting match. It's going to be as physical as the Raquel match was. Mercedes Martinez is, what, twice the height of Zia Lee, right? This is going to be... Zia Lee chopping a tree down, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So interesting there, because those two have not been on very many takeovers. The women's title match is Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon at In Your House. And Ember Moon really hasn't been in the mix in the singles competition anyway. She's been part of that tag team with Shotzi for several months now. Ember Moon's going to be the next victim to Raquel Gonzalez, it looks like. Yeah, and then Shotzi will be the next opponent, I'm sure, right after that. Maybe she could get the title first before it goes to Zia Lee. Who knows? I just feel like they got Zia Lee on such a, such a track towards that title. But, yeah, going back to this match, Raquel and, and Ember's, like, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. You right. know, they handed, they gave her that title after Asuka, you know, gave it up. She couldn't even – she couldn't beat Asuka. Then she went to the main roster, couldn't really get it done. Now she's getting outshined by Shotzi. So it's she's never gonna. I don't know why, but she, she's never gonna you know reach that level that others are reaching. Yeah, it's not for lack of talent. It just does feel like there's a little something missing there, and maybe someday she'll figure it out. And maybe we're not even far from that. But yeah, her promos don't seem genuine. It seems rehearsed always. She sounds the same whether she's like happy or mad. She's always just yelling, but her enunciation is way too good. 
Good luck, Ember. I don't. I feel for you because I think you're just the next uh, victim for Raquel Gonzalez. Now, the match they had not yet announced is Bronson Reed and Santos Escobar. It looks like that's where we're going, but maybe we get a six-way with MSK in there too. Not sure, but last night MSK had their match with Legado del Fantasma. Santos Escobar tried to get involved. Bronson Reed took him out. This is going back a couple weeks. Santos and Bronson have had different interview segments where they got in each other's faces. So it looks like there was definitely a feud coming with Bronson Reed and Santos Escobar. But we also have MSK and Legato on the outside. So maybe it's a six-man tag. Maybe some of this happens before then. I'm not sure. But if you had to pin it down, you think it's a North American Championship match or you think it's a six-man tag title? I think you're going to do that six-man next Tuesday, and then they'll probably announce the North American for In Your House, and maybe the tag match will get redone for like the pre-show or something. They'll do have a do-over yeah. yesterday for the pre-show. So, yeah, I'd like to see the that Santos win that title. I don't know if they're going to take it off of Bronson Reed right after he won it, though. We'll see. Yeah, it, I don't think so. They made a huge <laughs> deal out of Bronson Reed winning – after what 14 years or something like that so unless they're planning on taking santos and plugging him into north american spot so they can move bronson up into the carrion cross revenge spot because cross has already destroyed him once so, yeah or also Br- bronson reed seems like a vince kind of guy so maybe they take the belt off him to have him move up to raw or smackdown yeah that's possible too and then the one thing they've definitely announced that we haven't talked about on the show yet, but Todd Pettengale will be the host of In Your House. That's again, it's eleven days away now. Todd Pettengale, that's spelled Pet Ten Gill. Three words. <laughs> that's gonna be quite the blast from the past. It's that's a voice of our childhood right there, like right in the sweet spot of us being in like middle school. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> John, you're usually pretty good at putting these takeover cards together before Hunter does himself. Is there any other matches that you see developing in the background that we're going to get to here? You know, we know we typically only get four five matches at a takeover, yeah. and we've already got that now. We got the two women's matches, we got the world and the, the potential uh North with the TNT title. What kind of a whole line? <laughs> uh, North American title, and then what was the fifth one? LA Knight and Cameron Grimes. Yeah, with those five, and then maybe we get that uh, tag for the for the pre-show. I don't really see anything else happening right now. Women's tag match, maybe right. that would be the pre-show. Maybe they don't do the men's tag because we, we just saw it this week. So then we, that could be a way to get Dexter Loomis involved. Yes, and I was also thinking of Champa Thatcher and Grizzled Young Veterans. That doesn't seem to be completely done, too, as an outside chance there, but we'll see. All right, before we get into the other headlines, I do want to ask, John, this is In Your House. It's the second year that NXT is doing In Your House. If you think back to the 90s, your 95s and your 96s, is there a In Your House, like, theme that you're most fond of you have the beware of dog and the mind games and things like that is there one of those that that you think of when you think of in your house honestly when i think of in your house i think of the first one when they gave away a house okay (laughs) like that's the because i was you know young and stupid enough to think that i had a chance to win that house so i was like dialing or whatever you had to do to maybe send it in 
a postcard. I did everything you had to do to try to win that house. And I was like hoping and praying when that, when they did that drawing and it was not me. But what I remember most about the wrestling, it was like, for some reason, I remember Mabel and Mo coming out, purple outfits, men on a mission. I remember that in front of the house. And that's stuck in my mind for some reason. And then I feel like mankind always shined at in your house pay-per-views. Yeah. Yeah. He had the title match against Shawn Michaels. That was right after Shawn won the, t- won the title at 12. So the one that sticks out to me, and it just gives you an idea of how long they went with this in-your-house theme back then, is Canadian Stampede. And that would have been late 97 when it was, we had the entire five-man unit of the Hart Foundation wrestling. I want to say it was Steve Austin and Mankind and some other people on the other side. I don't even remember the whole lineup, but that was up in, in Calgary. All right, that was our main story is in your house today, but we have a whole bunch more headlines to get into, and we're going to do that just as soon as we get back from this short commercial where we tell you all the ways that you can support the Daily Wrestling News Show. If you love the Daily Wrestling News Show, then I want to tell you how you can support us. First, check out bodyslamclothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20, and all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to bodyslamclothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports. The show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeConi, and Gary Maheffy. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a pick'em league to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at prowrestlingpick'em.com so you can play against your friends or against the universe and the body slam brigade newsletter currently going out to over 4200 people each friday it consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick to read email written by me for you for free sign up now at bodyslambrigade.com and of course this show the daily wrestling news show we're here every day monday through thursday and occasionally on friday you can listen to us on apple Podcasts and spotify or watch us live on facebook and youtube at 10 a.m this is the daily wrestling news show thank you for your support okay we're back and john there have been an enormous amount of shakeups at wwe lately and we're talking we know we know all the on-screen characters we had all the layoffs on april 15th and we had adnan verk tom phillips alexander wolf a bunch of those types of people the shakeups continue we also heard i think it was last week where Many more people got laid off that were in the digital space and in behind-the-scenes roles. In the behind-the-scenes, the senior leadership area of WWE, we had more changes come out yesterday. WWE announced three additions to their senior leadership team. Jamie Horowitz, Samira Shah, and Matt Drew all added into senior leadership roles. Horowitz is the EVP of developmental and digital, so that'll be a lot of the social media stuff. Samira Shah is the general counsel and corporate secretary. He's a lawyer. And Matt Drew is senior VP of international. That's WWE's brand and business outside of the United States. So 
Again, I've talked about Nick Khan being the guy coming in that's the impetus for many of these changes, and he's building his little leadership team. So we continue to see a big shakeup, and there's more, too, to go through. But, John, any initial thoughts on uh, all these shakeups that we've seen? Those names mean nothing to me. Just right. the, the product, as far as the main roster is concerned, has been stale for a while, aside from a few good angles that we like that hurt business. We like what's going on with Roman Reigns right now for the most part. But it doesn't seem – once you get past, like, the main eventers, you, there's really – you got nothing going on. So any sort of shakeup that they're doing could could be good. Like, I, I just don't – I don't know how this could affect what goes on, on screen, but – Some of it's going to be your social media stuff, and some of this is going to be your WWE's brand outside of the United States. But these three people, maybe not so much – I have heard rumors and rumblings about more cuts coming and other things happening. And you hope that when you see those things, it's it's to make room for other things, hopefully, and not just necessarily we're cutting costs and reducing people. We'll see how that goes. Now, on the other side of things, the WWE Board of Directors has been augmented with Nick Khan getting added, of course, and then Connor Shell and Steve Coonan. Now, Shell is he's an award-winning film and television producer, and Coonan is actually the CEO of the Atlanta Hawks. So these are just people that are on WWE's board now, so they're flushing that out. Again, I the way I look at this is Nick Khan's making a bunch of changes. He's bringing in his people, and we'll see what the legacy of Nick Khan is here probably shortly. So Yeah, when it comes down to it, they, they are a publicly traded company, so they have to please their stockholders. And we, we talk a lot about these all these roster cuts. It's, oh, they cut these people during a pandemic. It's Yeah, because otherwise their stock would have went down to the floor and everybody would have sold, and then they would have been in a panic. So you got to understand that this is a, like a, a business also, and change is good. There are a lot of changes. You brought up those roster cuts as a function of business. At the same time, the whole Peacock deal is also a huge business deal that was led by Nick Khan. And that injected a billion dollars that they didn't have before into the company. Like I said, we're going to see what Nick Khan's legacy is in the, in short orders. Maybe the next financial statement release will flow for sure. But the stockholders should get pleased if all these changes are work out. Yeah. All right. Yesterday, John, Travis and I spoke about commentary teams and we kind of talked about what our favorite commentary teams were in light of all the various changes that are going on i'll put it to you to add to the conversation do you have a favorite commentary team in wrestling right now in wrestling right now no i like hearing pat mcafee's voice because he's different all the the main play-by-play guys they all just they all sound the same i drown them out i don't even listen to the commentary a lot of times because it's all just generically even not just in wwe across the board it's all just generic play-by-play and i'm usually doing something else at the same time writing notes so i'm not really listening but i like listening i like hearing pat mcafee and jim ross is always nice to hear too of course all right yeah you're in line with some of the things that we were saying yesterday too over in japan the never six-man championships were defended and retained so no real news came out of the show this morning NWA is bringing fans back this weekend with their pay-per-view and their power tapings, and Kylie Ray's going to be there. So we haven't seen Kylie Ray. She essentially retired from wrestling, and she discontinued her Patreon and things like that last year when she had the issues that caused her to miss the Impact show where she was getting a shot at Deanna Perrazzo's Knockouts Championship. Apparently Kylie is healthy and ready to return, and so she's going to do that this weekend. 
for NWA. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, we'll see how long the run is. It's really interesting that she really hasn't been on power at all, and she's just getting dumped right into the pay-per-view. So I don't know if it's a one-shot deal or what the story is, but we'll stay tuned and let people know, certainly, what we learn from this. But one other thing, in terms of contract statuses and things like that, I got a bunch of stuff on that, but Leo Rush, he's actually signed to New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he needed to have his AEW appearance cleared with New Japan. Interesting because everybody was like, oh, is Leo Rush all elite? Leo Rush is New Japan, primarily for the U.S. stuff, but I guess they're they're working together, so he's allowed to make appearances like this. Yeah, and I guess he's in America right now. He's better off staying here and doing stuff like that for now and then going back there when it's more plausible. Once the world opens up, I think we're going to see New Japan, at least to some extent, tour the United States. Right now, they're doing their U.S. tapings in Los Angeles, and they just have a one-hour show per week that's on their streaming service. But once once we get out of this pandemic, they're going to start touring again, and at that point, we'll probably see a little rush in some America show. And then, yes, when they do the best of the Super Juniors and things like that, he'll go over there. But this is great when these companies are all working together and giving people enough rope to work these independent shows. Leo's working in GCW. He's got a, it sounds like he's allowed to work AEW when it doesn't conflict. And you see that all over the place. There's the stadium series for Warrior that's coming up and all the impact people are there. It's nice when the companies work together and allow the talent to get some work outside of the, the main show. Yeah, definitely. So upcoming June 13th episode of WWE's Most Wanted Treasures. Care to take a guess who do you think is going to be hunting for the lost memorabilia of Andre the Giant? Somebody else very tall. Okay. First letter B, and it ends with Ig Show. And really? So, it, in fact, this episode of Most Wanted Treasures, which is very interesting to me, which lies in the news section, June 13th, it's two-hour episode, Big Show and Mark Henry are going to be looking for the lost memorabilia of Andre the Giant. Just funny timing on situations like this, but of course these were taped long ago, probably before Big Show signed with AEW and certainly before Mark did. But these most wanted treasures are interesting because they also had a Jake the Snake Roberts episode. So I guess they don't care at this point. Yeah, it's not really going along with kayfabe or anything like that or territories or whatever you want to say. So it's just a, it's more of a history show, right? Yeah, I'm okay with it. I think it's nice to see that forbidden door broken in that way for sure. It's easy, it's easy and it makes sense for everybody. Yeah, I mean, you just saw Chris Jericho on the Steve Austin podcast on WWE Network, you know? Yes, yep, absolutely. A couple of other things, just a reminder to folks, there is no AEW Dynamite tonight. That'll be on Friday this week at 10 p.m. And not everybody got that news last week because it was the lowest rated episode of Dynamite ever on that Friday night, which is really not a huge surprise. That's a not a good spot, really. But it was yeah, the day. 10 o'clock on a Friday. Who's watching that? The, the people were switching or that new from SmackDown over to that. But most people are doing stuff on Friday night or they're just going to record it and watch it the next day. Yep couple of other things. Joey Janela is injured, so he's having to pull out of a couple of GCW matches. He made that announcement on social media. 
Brody King will be facing Jay Lethal at the Ring of Honor Best in the World pay-per-view that's coming up. And Awesome Kong and Shauna not renewed with their AEW deals. So they haven't been released, but they didn't get signed to a new contract when their old one expired. So I guess that's the same thing. So are they the first people to actually leave AEW? There were a few more. First, Kylie Ray, actually, that we just talked about uh, yeah. earlier. She has uh, left. And then they had a couple of other people earlier in the pandemic that left for various reasons as well. But these are the these are the most recent. And they really haven't had, you could probably count on your hands, the number of releases they've had. Yeah. And today on the WWE Network, WWE's 50 Greatest Tag Team Series kicks off. They're going to do number 50 through 36. Don't look for demolition on that list, even though they're at the top of my list. <laughs> they still have had a major resentment from lawsuits and things like that. So if they're on there, everybody get excited, but... Maybe that'll be the things have been patched up. So. Yeah, I always preferred the demolition over the Legion of Doom. Oh, man, man. You can say that here. It's a safe place. But, boy, there are people that would argue that that point for a long time. If I was me looking through it through kid eyes, if I was, as an older wrestling fan, I appreciate LOD a lot more now than I did back then. But I just, well, yeah, I didn't get it back then, I guess. It's also regionally specific, too, right? You are... New Jersey guy. I was an upstate New York guy. So I, you and I, we got WWE programming on our television. We didn't, weren't watching Crockett and the territories where Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors made their mark right before coming up as, coming to WWE as Legion of Doom. When they got to WWE, us people that had tunnel vision on WWE, we saw them as a ripoff of Demolition. <laughs> Whereas people from, that were watching Legion of Doom for years, Road Warriors, Saw it just the complete opposite. It's all perception. <laughs> so, well, the demolition's ring attire is a little questionable looking at it as an adult now. It's like, oh, yes. <laughs> all right, John, before we get out of here for the day, anything you want to tell the good people about? Any advice to give them? I do have a word of advice for the people, and it's when buying furniture, don't go cheap. I bought a cheap desk from Target. It was like a hundred bucks, nice big L-shaped desk to put my computer on and everything. And when I got it moved from house to house, the thing just collapsed, came apart. It was a particle board, that synthetic wood. You're, you're better off wiping your crack with that. So <laughs> spend the extra 150 bucks, get something made of wood or metal or even glass. Don't be buying anything made of particle board if it's bigger than an end table. There you go. It's one of those things where those things just don't keep up if you got to take them apart or move them. They're like one spot furniture. Yeah, if you ever want to move it, not even like move from house to house, move it across the room, you're screwed. Yeah, you're making it's a risk. Yeah, you got to take it apart if you want to move it. And that was not, <laughs> not something I thought of. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Remember that you can watch us live on Facebook or YouTube, and you can subscribe to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to get the Daily Wrestling News Show each and every day. It's a great show to listen to on your commute home. Give us all the ratings and the five stars and all that stuff. It'll help. Like us, share us, that kind of thing. But for John, I'm Ryan, and we will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.